Hi everybody, welcome. Today is the 26th of October 2021. My name is Rita Q and this is the recovery from relapse meeting on a Tuesday and today I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Pete B from Pennsylvania. So Pete is now going to share his experience, strength and hope with you all. Take it away Pete. Hey there, Rita. Thanks so much for the introduction. Hi, everybody. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered today by God's grace and mercy. And I did have the request to share some photos. So I'm going to put them up and then I'm going to take them down. Um, you know, uh, uh, this is uh, basically, you know, some of the physical transformation that has taken place. You know, I always uh, I always like to put up the shirtless photos because if you ever told me 15 years ago that I would show somebody a shirtless photo of myself, I'd have told you you were crazy. Um, this isn't well a little bit about my ego, but I mean this isn't about my ego. It's just about it's just about the you know the physical transformation. And, and you know what to uh, to be to be quite honest, um, you know I I couldn't find you pictures of me at my you know at my heaviest, and I couldn't find you pictures of me at my lightest because I did everything I possibly could to avoid being photographed, right? Like looking, you know, walking past a, 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 a clean window was, was incomprehensibly demoralizing for me, right? Like, you know, so, you know, in any case, I, you know, I said, I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm recovered today by God's grace and mercy. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful for this opportunity. You know, uh, uh, um, I found my way into Overeaters Anonymous through Alcoholics Anonymous and many of my Many of my, uh, my, my, my associates and friends in AA would always say to me, do you, you know, do you like OA? I mean, like, like, what does it have to offer? Well, what's the difference? I said, well, I must like it. I'm going on my third hour of OA meetings today. And, you know, if, you, if I add them up in the week, you know, either I like it or I'm a just, you know, glutton for punishment. So I guess I like it. And the fact of the matter is I love, you know, I love Overeaters Anonymous. I love, I love all 12-step recovery uh, 12 step recovery programs and fellowships, right? You'll never meet. I don't think you'll ever meet another group of well-intentioned, super, super motivated individuals that are trying to implement something, anything that's going to impact their life and the lives of their loved ones um, and help them, you know, live a life beyond their wildest dreams. Or you know, like in my case, just live a life that was, you know, livable, you know, and, um, you know, uh, it, when Rita asked me to do this, I think she gave me two offerings way back when, like, you know, could I do the hundred pounders or the recovery from relapse was like the option. And, and, you know, I gotta be honest with you, like, like I, I, you know, I joined, I, I, I returned to Overeaters Anonymous in May of 2017. I was in Overeaters Anonymous in like the 2005, 2006 timeframe. And I don't think I qualify for relapse. You know, I, I don't think I qualify because, you know, like I was I, I came to OA uh, because I, I, you know, I was sober. I couldn't stop eating foods when I decided that I wanted to. And I thought AA did so much for me for my drinking and the way I was living that Overeaters Anonymous can do something for me with my food. And so I went to OA and I heard what you had to say and I, I, I took what I want and I left the rest and I went on a diet and I got support and I, re, and, and you know, like when you're 35 years old 
right? And you're, you don't eat flour and sugar in the top five ingredients. And, you know, you, you, you know, you, 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 you move, you know, more from like the couch to the refrigerator, you know, you do more, you eat less, you get skinny, right? And, to, and that's what I thought recovery was. And I enjoyed periods in Overeaters Anonymous of what I was calling recovery, which was just actually dieting, just actually dieting. I would go to, you know, I would go to LA and, you know, after I initially lost, I went from 275 pounds down to like 213 pounds, right? 35 single, you know, riding around all over town, you know, you know, sharing all of the information I know about, you know, recovery and impressing everybody in my mind, you know, and I would, and I would, you know, I would diet for six days and then eat for one. And then I would come back on Monday and people, and I'd say, well, I'm back. I had a slip and people would cheer. Hey, way to go, Pete. Welcome back. Welcome back. I think it started to reinforce the fact that, you know what, like, you know, I'm not compulsively overeating. I'm intentionally overeating. I used to tell people, right? I'm intentionally, I, I recovered. I recovered. I, you know, I don't have this thing anymore. And, you know, like, you know, you know, if I can, if I can relate my experience with food to my room with alcohol, like knowing that they're both super, super progressive illnesses, you know, the, 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 the phenomena of craving that occurs from ingesting certain substances or engaging in certain behaviors with food isn't like a freight train for me. It's not like a freight train for me. It's like this lingering effect that sits in the bottom of my mind or the top of my mind or some part of my mind, which tells me I can't wait to get more of that stuff. Right. And the, and, and the longer I'm away from it, the greater the impulse. It's like you know, the, the, the greater that thought occurs to where it looks like I'm engaged. Right. And I'm looking at the faces and I'm looking at the people. Right. But what I'm preoccupied with is when am I going to get some more of that shit? Right. When can I get another bite of that food? Who's not. When's the opportunity going to present itself so that I could put more of that stuff in my body? Right. I did that with the food on my meal plan. Right. Like here. Oh, these substances, it doesn't have the ingredient. Right. Let me have let me put these in there. Right. Let me combine them with different things that are in there. Make them more like things I can eat. Start ingesting them, experience the phenomenon of craving, make some phone calls. Shoot some prayers up. And hope that it goes away. And like I said, you know, the progressiveness of this illness, like, it, you know, at times it went away. You know, I enjoyed I enjoyed um, I enjoyed 10 to 12 years of a of a, just a miserable, demoralizing relapse that if anybody was looking in at me would say, that's just a normal guy living on a normal street doing normal things. You know what I mean? Because I presented I, I wasn't morbidly obese. Right. I didn't have my pockets full of, uh, you know, Kit Kats and Snicker bars. Right. Like I, I, I looked like everybody else. Look, you know, the most the majority of people, you know, are 30 to 50 pounds overweight. Right. Like you know, that that's, you know, I, I just I just fit in. I'm six foot three, you know, 200, you know, anywhere between 210 and 245 pounds on any given day. Right. And like I said, for 10 years. Uh, in, in, in relapse. And for me, it looked like this. I lose all the weight. 
I'm running around OA telling people how they have to do OA and how they're doing it wrong. I still do that. And it's, it's a defect of my character. I'm seeking to have it removed. And I'm, I'm, I'm eating and uh, consuming the substances that, that cause the phenomenon of craving. And then, and, then, uh, uh, and then I'm not for four days, for nine days, for a month, right? Then I'm, then I'm you know, I've got a new book or I've got a new meal plan or a different diet, or a new personal trainer, or a $10,000 gym, or a, you know, or, or a new this, right? Or I buy a suit that's two sizes smaller, and I'm going to get down to that suit. And I'm all the while, you know, like, like I'm, I'm around OA. I'm not in OA. I'm having conversations with friends that are in OA, right? How you doing today? Oh, I was absent today. Good, good, good. I'm, I'm going to be absent tomorrow. Oh, how was yesterday? Oh yeah, it wasn't absent. It was like a, it was like this, it was just, it was just like a, you know, it, it got to be like a soap opera for me. You know, I, it just got to be like a soap opera and I would talk about, you know, what was making me eat and what wasn't making me eat, like things I could even rationalize. And look, and like, here's what I know about this disease. This is what I know for me. And I don't know if this is for anybody else, but from as far back as I could remember, from as far back as I can remember, I could remember I could remember adults and people of authority telling me to stop eating certain things. There was always, you know, there was always food out. There was always, you know, relatives engaged. I was always told, no, don't have more of this. Don't have more of that. Peter, stay away from this. Stay away from the nuts. I, you know, once I started eating substances, I don't care when it was, you know, as an infant, as a toddler, as a young kid, as a teenager, I just always went back to eating more, right? I ate when I was lonely. I ate when I was in a crowd. I sought out substances when I was happy. I sought out substances when I was sad, when I was lonely, when I was having sex, when I wasn't having sex and all the, it was just... I was just preoccupied with food because my body and my mind were being dictated to by an abnormal reaction that normal people, normal eaters don't have. Right. And I, I, I you know, I just I, 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 I couldn't I couldn't grasp that regardless of like my experience in Alcoholics Anonymous. I just I just couldn't grasp it. You know, to me, to me. My whole, uh, you know, my, my, my mindset up until 2017, that was my compulsive overeating was like this little sister of this big, bad disease I had, which was alcoholism, alcoholism and drug addiction, right? Oh, it's so, yeah, I would never, ever think about getting up in the middle of the night and doing a shot of vodka, but getting up in the middle of the night and eating a pint of ice cream, right? Or half a jar of peanut butter. Sure. Right. Right? It's a lesser evil. It's not going to kill me slow. It's not going to kill me fast. Right. But little by slowly, as I, as my disease progressed, right, that half a jar of peanut butter started doing to me the same things that the alcohol did to me from a, from an emotional perspective and from a way of how I treated other people. It had me behaving and doing things that were inconsistent with the deal I made with the God of my understanding when I turned my life and will over the care of that God, right? In Alcoholics Anonymous. And I was living inconsistent with my values and my relationship ideal that I created in doing my four step and my four step. 
and I just couldn't see it. Right? It, say, it says that the fourth step, what we do, we, we, the, the, this, the, all of these principles, all of these steps are designed to have us to, for us to have a spiritual experience. And we're challenged to live consistent with those things. And we don't, when we fall short, these emotions build up, these things build up. And like the only relief that we can seek out for many is food. I sought out other things, right? I still seek out other things, right? What I don't do today is I don't ingest the foods, the ingredients, or engage in the behaviors that I know cause this abnormal reaction. You know, like I said earlier, you know, it's, it, you know, it, it's almost become commonplace in these fellowships to, you know, actually, I shouldn't say that. My interpretation of what these fellowships were for was that it was a, uh, you know, it was a search and rescue mission, right? I'm going to seek out the cause. Um, if, I, if I can just understand the cause, right, and latch on to the solution, well, then I'll be okay. Right. They, 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 you know, the, the problem is, is that is a, that is establishing a mental defense. Right. We don't have I've learned I don't have a mental defense against taking that first drink. There's no human power that's going to arrest my condition. We talk about all the time, we talk about how much how much it says we in the big book and that this is a we program and we do this and we do that. Well, that's not been my experience. It's not been my experience. You know why? Because we can be abstinent, but if I eat, I have the phenomenon of craving, right? I cannot remove it. You cannot remove it. My, that's, that's, that's God's job. That's God to remove the job to remove the merciless obsession. Right? We talk about being in the herd, right? Like, let me just remain in the herd, stay in the weed. Guess what? Unfortunately, someone in the herd's getting eaten, right? And it's usually the weakest. You know what I mean? Like the predator is going to come and eat the, somebody in the herd. And I don't want to be the weakest, right? And I don't want to, th- and I don't want to think that my, my defense is coming from sticking around the strongest. Right? I want to establish my own defense. I want to establish my own alignment my own resources and those come from the god of my understanding that was a hard lesson to learn right because i bought into all of it that you hear i bought into it right if i only had if i only made the right amount of 10 step calls if i only did the most effective deep and effective fourth step if my fifth step was fearless and searching and i got the right person with the right experience and the right history to hear it right And all that stuff got me to the bottom of a pint of Ben and Jerry's and a six pack of, you know, whatever soda is out there that had the most sugar, organic, of course, of of course, right? The the finest organic, you know, milk made, uh, you know, uh, 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 substances, right? Because they can't harm me. It came out of the ground. You know, we hear we hear often. In, uh, in these rooms that the only step we could do perfectly is the first step. I'm sorry, is step one. And it's, I believe it's true. It, it, you can do it perfectly. Absolutely perfect. And I have done a perfect step one with a pint of Ben and Jerry's and a, and a, and a dozen donuts in my lap, eating them. Yeah, I, I know I'm powerless over this shit. My life is unmanageable, right? But I'm, I started. <laughs> I started, 
And once I start, there's no stopping, right? Until some kind of ache and pain and some kind of, you know, just like, 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 like something comes over me that I, that I can't stop. Like I'm a firm believer in, in the condition, the condition that, you know, no matter, I don't care what your spiritual status is, right? Ordained, you know, you put that stuff, put that stuff in me, you're not going to pray it out of me, right? Like it, 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 uh, you know, this, 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 this disease is, is, uh, is just absolutely fatal and progressive and there's no human power, no human aid, no mental defense, no new code of morals, no better philosophy. The only hope I have is getting relief from the phenomenon of craving, which occurs by ingesting these substances. That's why, you know, my, my, my feelings are that, you know, this, like where I went short and in my experience of being recovered since May of 2017, um, is that what I got wrong and I continue to see, you know, at times people get wrong is they never really do an effective first step in recovery. And the first step in recovery is on page 30 in the big book in the second paragraph. It says, we learned that we had to fully concede to our innermost selves that we were alcoholics. This is the first step in recovery. The delusion that we are like other people or presently may be has to be smashed, right? Which tells me it, it, it conflicts with many of the things that you hear right around here, right? Like, oh, you know, you, you can't be terminally unique. Well, I don't know, you know, the delusion that we are like other people or presently may be has to be smashed. How could I admit I'm... I'm you know, just like everybody else, if I, if the delusion is smashed, right? I'm not, I'm not like everybody else. There are things that people can do in Overeaters Anonymous that I can't do. There are foods that people can use in Overeaters Anonymous that I can't use. There are behaviors people can engage in that I just can't do. The delusion, like I'm like other people, has got to be smashed. What works for you may not work for me. What works for me may not work for you. The only thing, we, the, the, the doctor's opinion says we have one thing in common. One thing in common. That is that we can't start using these substances without developing the phenomenon of craving. So I don't have to, you know, it's okay that, it's okay, it's the, the, our literature says it's okay that I'm different. It's okay that it's, that, that it's different, right? Like I don't have to be, I, I just have to, I don't have to subscribe to I'm just another bozo on the bus, I'm not. The God of my understanding created me the way I am for whatever reason that is. And I have these gifts, these skills, these qualities, these characteristics that, that, are, that, are, that are unique to me. And I need to embrace them, not resist them, right? Not to be, not to be at war with them, right? My defects of character have been removed. What makes them defective is that they're out of proportions in the way that my God would have them be, right? So I have enough, the right amount of pride, the right amount of dignity, the right amount of need for, for, for uh, to be in society, the right amount of hunger. You know what I mean? Like I have, like I get hungry. Food gives me ease and comfort, right? That, that's, 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 not, that's, not, that's not my disease that gave me that. That's the creator that gave me that, right? The fact that my, the fact that I enjoy my food doesn't mean that I'm, indulging in my disease the fact that i enjoy my food is the same reason why babies stop crying when they breastfeed right because it satisfies 
the nutritional requirement that's in me from the creator. I don't need to be afraid of that. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't until, it wasn't until I really, really embraced this idea of entire abstinence until I got any kind of clarity with regard to my condition and what, and, and what I suffer from. Right. Like the, 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 um, like I said, and taking and taking it seriously. And I, and what, what my experience was this, you know, I had, I had told you I was in and out of OA around OA, all these things, diet here, diet there up 15 pounds, down 25 pounds, up 30 pounds, down 20 pounds. It was an incomprehensibly demoralizing situation. You know, I have a loving wife, three great kids. I live in a great neighborhood. I got great toys. And all I can think about is going in my office and eating these. I got to this thing where I would, I would buy a pound of roasted nuts and I'd sit in my office and I would chew them down until my belly hurt and I couldn't go to the bathroom. And it was just, it was just horrible, horrible condition. And then I would go and try to make that feel better by eating ice cream. You know, it was, a, you know, and, and anytime somebody asked me to do something, I'd be like, Isn't that, that's what you're supposed to do, honey. I, I, I work for a living, right? And I, I was saying I was working, but I was sitting in my TV, watching TV and, and eating. And I got to the point where I just got so desperate that I said to myself, well, let me, I start, you know, I started doing the, the A dance, right? F-A, how, you know, the different, the different, the, you know, the different fellowships. And I couldn't bring myself to going back to Overeaters Anonymous. I just, I just, I could, I just couldn't do it, right? I, I, I didn't want the hugs. I wasn't interested in the We Care book. I didn't care. I don't care. I, I just, I just, this is not my thing. But I was so, I was so desperate that I said, well, maybe let me look on the, let me look on the, on the, on the uh, website and see if I could find like a, a, an online resource that I can go to. And there was a time, there was a meeting that was held every day at, every, at a certain point in time, every single day. And I said, I could probably make that one. I, so I started dialing into it and I started hearing things that, and I'm not, I'm not promoting any meeting. I'm not promoting any group. I, I, all I'm saying is the message of recovery I was hearing is that it is possible to recover from this condition, that there were people who were stating that they had been abstinent and, and, and at, a, at, at a body weight, an ideal body weight for decades that they haven't found it necessary to eat for decades. And to like at this time, I couldn't think about going a week without ingesting these substances. Like it's incomprehensible for me. And I started, and, and so, so it immediately got my attention because this idea, that's, that's not what, that wasn't what I was hearing in the places I was going. What I was hearing is I was doing good for a little while. I'm not doing good now. I'm back on track. Uh, you know, I'm in a AWOL group, yeah, like all these different things. And yeah, yeah, I'm, they were probably saying it. I just wasn't ready to hear it. They were probably saying it. I just were the only problem with OA was that I was there. That was the only problem that I was, I was listening. Yeah. You know, I wasn't able to hear what I, what I needed to hear, but these people were saying that. So I thought to myself, you know what, if they, if they can do it, why not me? I, if they can do it, why, why can't I? And I started and I started, uh, you know, I, at the time I had, I had just recently started after being sober for like at this time, 17 years, I had started engaging in a meditation practice. And I'll tell you what, if you're doing meditation, well, my experience was I was doing meditation. 
I was aware of what was going on in my body when I put these foods in it. And I was asking for, I was asking the God of my understanding to guide me and direct me and inspire me. And then my behavior was directly conflicting with that, right? The guidance and direction I was getting. And that's a bad, that's a sad place to be for somebody who's claiming to have a relationship with the God of their understanding, right? That messaging was making it almost so the guilt, the shame, the remorse from eating those substances while I was practicing the, whatever, you know, while I was still practicing meditation and getting these things I was asking for was super, super painful. And, um, and I, you know, I, I just started listening and, and I, and I started, and I started, you know, I started making up this strategy in my mind of what I was going to do. Right. So that so so if everybody says this is what you have to do and I understand this literature, well, let me look, let me go find somebody who says that they're qualified, who's doing this and get some direction and see what they do. And I'll do everything that they say to do. To the letter, everything that they say to do, no more, no less. I'll do everything that this that's this recovered individual says to do. And. If it doesn't work, I'll come back and tell you all you're full of shit and it doesn't work. And that was my intention. So I intentionally picked somebody that I knew didn't look like me. I knew didn't sound like me, uh, you know, probably didn't vote for the same person, probably didn't, you know, have the same interests, the same cares, the same God, the same. Any. I just I just, you know, grabbed I heard her on the phone. She was she, she you know, she turned out to be like this little five foot tall brown woman you know, from, uh, from Mexico, who was Jewish, right? Nothing, you know, no, no alignment there other than the fact that we were both recovering. She was sober for six years in AA and you know, several, you know, several years in, in, in OA. We had that in common, but I heard her on this special edition. I thought I heard her say something that I wanted to hear, which was, I wouldn't have to weigh and measure my food, which she didn't say, you know, it's, you know, you ask, you seek direction, you seek guidance, and it comes, you, you, you know, like, you know, I, I say the mind plays tricks on you. Maybe my mind was, but she swears she never said what I thought she said. But I called her and I said, hey, hey, uh, uh, I, I announced my name. I said, how do you start? You know, like, what, like, how do you start this thing? I just don't understand. How do you get there? And uh, she said, well, you know, give me a call. And I called her and um, we had a conversation. And I told her about my experience and piled of, you know, Bill Wilson coins and everything I knew about, you know, uh, you know, the big book and the 12 and 12 and how great I was and everything. And she said, well, you know, so I, I'm obviously I don't have to sit and read page by page for you in the big book, right? It's not like you, you're not experienced with the information. And she took me, she took me to the doctor's opinion. And she took me to the, the, the page where the docu, doctors, the, where Dr. Silkworth says that the only relief we can expect to receive is really is um, it, uh, the, the only way that we can get relief from this condition is by having entire abstinence. And then we had to have a discussion about what does abstinence mean? What does that mean? Like, so, so we, so after that conversation, she said, now I want you to sit down. I want you to identify what are the foods, the ingredients and the behaviors that, you know, cause this condition, cause the condition. And I was like, that's it. That, that, that's all right. So, you know, I, I did that. I went to my, I went to my spot where I go and commune with my God. I made this list and she said, okay, well, these are the things that you can no longer ever eat safely. And I was like, ever? 
not even at goal weight, you know, not even, you know, she said, you don't have a weight problem. You have a food problem. Weight's not your issue. Food is your issue. Substance abuse disorder I have. And, uh, and she says, okay, right? And then, she, then she, she took me to the page. I forget what page it is. And we agnostic. And she says, I have two questions for you. And it's, it, it's written right in the book. It says, do you believe, or are you even willing to believe that a power greater than yourself can restore you to sanity? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. After I identified the substance, she talked about the difference between conceding and admitting, right? Conceding to my innermost self that I have this condition, right? This my condition is not your condition. My condition is my condition, right? Like I conceding that I have it, that it's fatal, progressive, get, only gets worse, never gets better. There's no way to cure it, no way to address it. The only relief is entire abstinence. And I did my first step. That was my formal, that was my formal first step. And the second step was her reading out those two questions. And I said, yes. And she said, great, you've just taken step two. And then she said, read up to step three and then tomorrow we'll take the third step. And this was like in short order, boom, 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 boom. And, you know, I have the food down and I told her, um, I text her, said, I'm ready to take the third step. And she said, okay, well, we'll talk tomorrow at a regular time. And when we talk, she said, that's great. I, I'm really excited for you. It sounds like you're well on your way. Just one thing. When you make this decision to turn your life and will over the care of God, that means that you're now going to merge your OA abstinence with your AA uh, sobriety. Meaning that if you decide to eat right now, after acknowledging these things, after identifying that you do, in fact, have this condition, you, you can no longer honestly consider yourself sober. And if and, and, and you're, you, 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 you'll have to take your recovery in Overeaters Anonymous as serious and genuine as you take your recovery in Alcoholics Anonymous. And man, I'll tell you what, that was a deep and heavy proposition for me, right? Like, you know, that was a, just a deep and heavy proposition. You know, I took a lot of pride. You know, I've been to AA national conferences and run around with all of the who's who and the who's and the what's what in, uh, in, in Alcoholics Anonymous. I thought to myself, wow, like, you know, one side of my head said, well, who's going to know? You know, the other side of my head said, I will. Right. Like, you know, the other side of my head said, you know, God will. What about these principles? What about these values? What about these this character that you claim to have and, and comply with? And after and after about 24 hours or 48 hours of contemplation, I decided that that uh, that I would do that. And I merged the two together and I consider my sobriety date that my, my date to be uh, May 17, 2017 is when I put down the food. I worked the rest of the program in, in entire abstinence. I had to do a new fourth step, which pissed me off. I wanted to, uh, you know, I just wanted to dust off any one of the hundred other ones I've done in the past, right? Let me just take out a new one. Who's going to know? But I did a new fourth step and, you know, I, I identified, you know, resentments, my fears and my relationships and the impacts that, that, that they've had. And I, you know, I'll be honest with you, you know, living a sober man and, you know, taking out my frustrations on, you know, Dunkin' Donuts and Chips Ahoy cookies. I, I didn't have a lot of, you know, my bills were paid. My, you know, like my, I wasn't running from things. And, and uh, you know, I did a fifth, I did a fifth step in entire abstinence and, you know, continue to maintain my, my, maintain my abstinence, following my meal plan. I'm getting skinny. I travel for work and I would, I would, you know, I put together a, uh, a really uh, uh, strict, um, practice 11 step practice of 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 a of a, of a, a an end of the day practice and a morning practice where i plan on my food you know i did i i i i i i'm sorry i jumped around a little bit 
I got to the stick, the sixth step, and and uh, there was there were defects of my character that I'm that I'm still seeking to have right sized, right? That's still in my practice. I'm still seeking to have right sized. Uh, you know, it says that we ask God to remove all of the things that that they feel are blocking me, right? Like that are, that are keeping me from being, I forget the, the words exactly, right? Well, that's God's decision to see, you know, he'll take them away when he sees fit to take them away, right? In the meantime, I'm just trying to do the best I can without hurting people. And when I fall short, I make amends for that. You know, but so like, so, you know, I did the sixth and seventh step and I'm running around and, and I'm going all these different places and I'm listening to meetings and all these different things. And, and um, one day I'm in, uh, I'm in Long Island, New York. I'm traveling away from home. I got now I have all the tools, the scales, the measuring cups, the coolers, all, all the things. Right. And um, and on my meal plan for the day, on my plan for the day was to have lunch at this diner in Long Island. I don't know. That's it. I'm, no, it's fine. Yeah, I, we keep going. It's just your 30 minutes, but you can keep going. Okay. I'm just, I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish with this. And, and um, I told you, I told you I went to this person because I didn't think that they could do the job and no person can do the job. This was a guide. And I sat down at this restaurant uh, and the diner in New York, they give you a plate like my, you know, it's about, it's always like 24 inches wide, deep, filled with food you know you go to the menu you go you go on there the menu's got 45 pages it's just it's just like a, a you know a food ad it's 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 the next best thing to a to a buffet for a compulsive overeater and i went in and i ordered i ordered my meal that i said i was going to order i knew what was on the menu before i got there i didn't need all 45 pages i ordered the meal my meal came i took out my scale i put my i put my, my i have a weight measured food plan I put my scale on the, on the, uh, I put my plate on the scale. I took from that gigantic plate that could feed a family. I put the amount of food on my plate. I asked the waitress to take the, take the rest away. And I ate my meal and I never thought again about what I gave away. The idea, the thought of having even a, you know, a gram over what I was supposed to have, what, what we, it, 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 I was entirely neutral entirely neutral right and as a result of following guidelines and direction that i was completely confident was not going to work and i've been delivered to you know i've been delivered to a place where you know like i I, i'm not bulletproof i'm you know i'm not i'm not i'm certainly not you know relapse proof i know that if i don't ingest if i if i go to any lengths not to take those substances in i can't get the phenomenal craving and everything else after that is negotiable, right? Like I can, I can, anything that comes down the pike, I have, I have established a relationship with God of my understanding that has enabled me to match calamity, huge calamity, as well as the smallest calamity with serenity. And with that, I'm truly grateful and I'll pass.